0: You have an update
1: on Kennedy Bruce? Yeah, he's he's doing good. He's yep, all good. All good. He'll play this week.
0: News team assemble.
2: It's back and bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Sooner Scoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is uh, not a huge week for the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't know how I can't sell this. It's Kansas. I'm sorry. With that mentality, Kansas. you're
1: going to go up in there and get beat.
2: <laughs> I'm not playing, thank God uh eddie is he's the closest one of us that comes to actually playing a football game uh by shooting
1: a football game and apparently Watch it. i don't know if you can say that these days
2: apparently you're going to be uh, in some weather this weekend
1: yeah there's a chance of looks like 70 percent chance of storms on saturday until uh, about one o'clock in the afternoon so if we came in here not the best uh not the best news i've ever heard
2: we came in here and bob was really distraught by the weather and it
3: be, it's an ugly game until Josh reminded yeah, the,
2: him, uh, you're sitting in a press box, idiot.
3: The and win- he's the one that has to stand out. The, the rain. window
1: Bob's looking through might get some water <laughs> on it. I mean,
3: it's I'm gonna look awful is for is my climate it's control. An ugly game and now that makes it
1: even less appealing. I don't think it uh I don't think it really would have mattered. It could be sunny in sixty six. It's gonna be an ugly game. I hope that but that, it might go fast. I hope that Bill It might go faster though if they run the ball, right?
2: I hope that both teams run the ball. Bill Self shows up in the press box, and just starts handing out hundred, 100 hundred dollar bills.
1: Yeah, f u, f u, f u. Oh, he's only going to have
2: about. Catch shirt. me! Can't he's only going to have
1: to uh, live in Lawrence for about another year. So
2: <laughs> he used to make a little. That was back in the days when John Rhodey was still a scribe, or I guess he still kind of is part time. Uh, but he would come up there in the press box during games and just slap everybody on the back and. Be all buddy buddy with all the Oklahoma media that he remembered.
0: Still was, does that every once a while. Well. Was Turner Gill hoping he wasn't going to pay attention to the game that was going on the field, or what? What was the deal? Now Bill
1: Self would have to hold on to all the cell phones that Turner Gill took up before <laughs> the game. <laughs> Is he even still in coaching? Is Turner Gill still a football coach? That's a good question. Look at him. I
2: did. I did meet
1: someone over the weekend
2: who uh, wanted to <laughs> challenge you. <laughs>
1: To, uh, he is the executive director of student-athlete and staff development at the University of
0: Arkansas. Wow. Another created uh, position. Success begets success. I mean, it just follows itself. He was the head coach of he Liberty was at, for the last six years. He was a really good coach at Buffalo.
1: Yeah, and then he took over Kansas. Did he and have it to all will though.
2: when he was at Buffalo? I believe so. No, no, he would have no, been, at, he, yeah, been he way before yeah, that. Yeah, that would
1: have been way older.
2: Anyway, uh... Yeah, I mean, I did meet someone over the weekend that wanted a, that was is more than willing to challenge you, and name that head coach trivia. Bring it on. He said, "I." He didn't say you were embarrassing, but he did point out that we gave you two coaches and you didn't know either one. That ever. were
1: both out of the Power Five. I said, yeah. the, N- not "The caveat true. is Power Oregon five. State. Oregon oh yeah, State. well nobody. I mean, uh. who cares about Oregon State? <laughs> like, I'm not convinced that Oregon State's a Division One football program. That's a fair point. They didn't I mean, I look. Yeah, they.
2: One. I mean, they allowed Mike Riley to hide in Corvallis for a long, for a long
1: time. Yeah, that's wild. I don't think that they're going to be uh, turning it around anytime soon either. Uh, you know,
0: and well, we know the when question, they start
2: paying players, and they're going to have the advantage over everybody. How underrated just, is Den, Dennis Erickson?
0: Though. Dennis Erickson won a lot. Yeah. at Oregon State, yeah. like that's pretty impressive when you think about it.
2: I mean, he was a good coach at Miami.
0: Sure, yeah, he just had to follow Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, which I mean, you know, Jimmy—if he'd have stayed in college—would have been one of the all-time greats.
1: Let's face Uh, it. I mean, I I have no idea other than it used to be fun when Oregon State was good. That was kind of like the Texas Tech of of the Pac-12. Weird things would happen when people went to Corvallis, especially USC. USC. Got beat there a couple times, didn't they? The Rogers boys.
2: I think That's it right. Is.
1: That's right. They might have lost to USC
2: the year USC smacked OU around, didn't they? Or no, they were undefeated that year. It was a year before. I
0: think.
1: Yeah, it was like a year before, a year night after. I can't remember. Something. I
0: remember yeah. watching that game. It was yeah, like
3: 2007 ish. Because I was, I'll, I was done with college
2: when that that game happened. Uh, so OU is getting ready to play Kansas, and that's why we're talking about anything else besides <laughs> <need to> OU.
1: <laughs> oh, the poor Jayhawks. <laughs>
2: Which you thought that, you know, after that Boston College win, I was like, wow, this is Les Miles really changing everything. And then they played TCU,
1: and oh, my God. It was a disaster. And I TCU had just lost to SMU. Boston College must have just had a... I, I don't think they're... Obviously, they're not a good football program or not a good football team this year, but that must have just been an absolutely terrible night for, uh, what are they, the Eagles? Because I yeah, mean, the Boston ACC College is awful. But screaming Eagles, fighting Eagles. They came back and beat Rutgers the next week, and then I think they beat <laughs> Wake Forest last week. I mean, if you're losing to Kansas by 24 points, I would expect you to get beat by Rutgers. But <laughs> there's
2: just a lot of weird stuff going. I mean, North Carolina, Clemson is weird. Like, how does that happen? Like, Clemson is just not clicking on all cylinders right does now. Does it
3: feel like? Florida State, 2013, 2014, where they're just going to always be ranked high just because of what they did the year before? Well, I think that, too, that...
2: Well, this if you we win a, a national a championship complete, and you have the quarterback coming back, well,
3: the running back, I mean... I mean, that's what happened with the Seminoles, and then the Ducks destroyed them in the Rose Bowl because they just weren't that good, but you had no way of ever knowing.
1: I still think they're pretty good. I just don't think that they have a whole lot to play for. I mean, they the, could yeah, show the up with their is, 50% game and still yeah, beat everybody in the ACC. That's the problem is they don't
2: really have to raise their level of play their big game to was, match anybody else. Their
1: big game was A&M. And, I, mean,
2: A&M's A&M's I don't think A&M was very good. Yeah, that Arkansas A&M game was weird. You got all these teams. I mean, I, Baylor beating Iowa
1: State at home is not weird, but still, this is, I mean. I feel like we were so far ahead of the curve as far as, Iowa State goes, and I still think that they're going to be a decent football team. But like, I wouldn't want to a, go play up in Ames, but... They're still an eight-win team. I mean, when it all comes down to y- it. It's what we talked about at the, right at the beginning of the season, too, that Brock Purdy's just an okay quarterback. He's not... Yeah. I don't think he's great. Yeah. I don't think he's just anything that He's benefited
2: from having a defense.
1: A defense and two superstars oh, at the yeah. college level, and, and I and think great you know, running back. Montgomery's obviously doing well with the Bears, and... What is uh, is? Butler still in Arizona? He got hurt. Okay,
2: but I think I think I don't think he was out for the season, but I know he got hurt early in one of the preseason games. So, but yeah, I mean Iowa State is like their win over Oklahoma in Norman totally got people thinking changed the trajectory. more highly of that program than probably what it should have been. And then they beat TCU couple of weeks later. There's they had two top top 5 wins. This is crazy. But like you look at Oklahoma State was a very average football team last year. It was like 48-42 or something in Stillwater last year when they played. Like I I really think and if, there's nothing that really stands out about Oklahoma State other than a really good running back and a quarterback that's better than I thought. Is there any argument that they're not the third best team in the
1: conference? No, I I think that's like is it
2: it seems way almost them and Baylor like crystal maybe. clear right that they're mm-hmm. number three at least.
1: Yeah, I could I I guess you could make an argument for Baylor. I mean, I I thought that obviously the fourth quarter wasn't very kind to them no. on Saturday, but I mean through three quarters I started thinking, well maybe this is kind of the Baylor team that everybody thought they were going to be going into the season. Matt Rule gets a big extension over the weekend as well. So,
2: And, I mean, you, you want to say, well, okay, we're waiting until Texas. We want to see OU get tested before we really know what they have. And that's true. But at the same time, I mean, 55-16 win over Tech is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it's not – it's kind of like Ohio State got all that love because they beat Nebraska. Nebraska is terrible, but, it, but people just like – Automatically assume that Nebraska is pretty decent because why else would College Game Day have gone there?
1: Well, they just talked themselves into thinking that Nebraska was going to be this, and they still—I mean, that division is so bad that Nebraska plays in in the Big Ten that they still probably could have a pathway to get to the Big Ten championship.
0: And it's—it's it's, again, it's the same thing we talk about come playoffs every year. Nebraska is a name program, whether they should be or not anymore. They are Texas Tech, even. I mean, you could say over the last what decade or so, Texas Tech's had more success than Nebraska has. Oh yeah. But you know, you're not. If you asked the average college football pro, you know, fan about that, they'd tell you, "Oh, Nebraska, sure. You know, Nebraska's been better." Like just because it's Nebraska, they're just going to assume it's better and the talent's better and all this sort of things. And don't get me wrong, that's the worst Tech team I've seen in that decade. But still, to go house somebody without Allen,
2: without Alan Bowman, yeah, they're not,
0: yeah. they're not real good. But
2: again, as I said, they actually made Jet Duffy look like a backup quarterback, which that's a win. Sure, if, if you're Oklahoma. Sure, I, I guess
1: kind of just because he threw wanna... for
2: 444 yards against Texas last year.
1: I would say that just from the out, not the outside looking in, but just looking at the rest of Oklahoma's schedule. And Josh, I'd love to get your thoughts on the Tech game over the weekend, but. I think right now that Oklahoma's two toughest games from here on out are kind of one A and one B. It's obviously it's the next week at the Cotton Bowl, and then it's going to be really tough to go to Stillwater. Yeah, now, I know that Oklahoma fans I kind of laugh at that idea, but I think it's just it it it's going to be a tough game up there. It always is.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know how you'd even really make an argument for who the other game would be. Now, I will say at in Baylor? the converse, uh, yeah, well, I mean. You know, you guys know, I've kind of liked that game as a bogey game all along, but that's more of, like, I think the timing is kind of tough for Oklahoma, and Baylor's kind of in a, you know, like, they'll be kind of in a good spot. I think they might even be coming off a of bye week. Like, there there was something about it that I really remember thinking, like, ooh, that, that feels kind of funny. And Oklahoma always has that one road game where that kind of, you know, somebody sneaks up on them and may not beat them, but they give them a little more than you expect. So I that one makes some sense to me, but – those two, I mean, really the only other team that I think is in that conversation to be maybe the third team, along with Oklahoma State, is TCU. I still think TCU is pretty good, but I'm not. I think this next couple of weeks we'll know a lot more when they play Iowa State and Kansas State. And I, I think we'll kind of know where they are. I think the
1: one thing that we, we, we know kind we, of what Kansas State is. We kind of learned what they were in Stillwater.
0: They're a bunch of overachievers. I mean, yeah. like it's a it's they're a not good, well coached yeah. team, but sure. they don't have the horses to match up with Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard. I mean, just they don't. They've have They've got those guys.
2: some good, you know, special teams guys. I mean, returners, a, a skill guy here or there, but yeah, they just don't. They're just not. They're not on that level. They're not a championship level. That's
1: fair. Team. I think that's fair.
0: Well, but, you know, because people always like say, "Well, Snyder never recruited all that great." Yeah, right. Like he didn't do the big-time high school guys, but he always did really well in the JUCO ranks, and they had guys like Terrence Newman and some of the, you know, the, you go back through the years where they really had some really good players, Jeff Kelly, uh, some of those types. And then they'd have
2: the Locketts, you know, exactly. the entire Lockett family.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the which provided almost... Arizona-Seattle Sunday and saw Tyler Lockett out there still making plays. But, you know, over the last few years, you saw less and less of that. Like, there wasn't even those guys that, like, okay, they're you know, Kansas State really did a great eval here. They found this guy that nobody else bought into. You haven't seen those guys last few years from Kansas State that just kind of came out of nowhere that you're like, holy crap, that guy's a great player.
2: I I think the one thing that we do know is that OU has to go undefeated to make the playoff. I don't think there's then, any wiggle yeah, room. No Mulligan. This, I mean, Oregon might year. be out and they have a you know, what could be a great loss, but they need a lot of help to get back into it. I mean, anybody from the, anybody that has a loss needs help. I mean, I think Ohio State's probably going to roll through the Big Ten. I mean, I don't think Wisconsin can put up enough points to stop them. But they'll meet up in the championship game, so that'll be a de facto playoff game. And, I mean, who else in the Big Ten is
3: worth a damn? Nobody. Maybe, maybe Penn State. I don't think they are, but
0: maybe. Hey, the, the Gophers are undefeated. Let's not go to sleep yet, okay? They, they the,
2: almost lost to South Dakota State in their opener. They
0: have five
3: undefeated teams right now because of Iowa, Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin,
0: and the Buckeyes, even though and have, you don't trust in maybe which is one of them. but have, have you looked at Minnesota's schedule? There's a very <laughs> real scenario where they're 8-0. <laughs> I mean, a very real one. Wow. P.J. Flick. Is that before they play Ohio State or something? <laughs> I think the next week's like Ohio State or Michigan or something. like somebody you're like, okay, that's that, Mi- They could
2: beat
3: Michigan.
0: They could. I. I it's probably Ohio State because that's the only team where I could say they're so clearly better. Like it would have to be Ohio State or Penn State. Those are the two teams that almost no matter what the scenario is, they're going to beat Minnesota. You know who
2: has the biggest built in mulligan in the country right now is Auburn. Like if they have one loss and mm-hmm. they finish their season with one loss. Well, one they'll win the SEC championship, but that will be probably the most deserving one-loss team to ever make the college football playoff.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, think I, they play four top ten teams the rest gonna, of the way, it's gonna including be crazy. Florida I think this three weekend. Three are on the road. Well, they play at the they, swamp this weekend, but I don't think Florida is a top ten team by no, any No, any no, no. I'm it's saying Florida Georgia, sucks.
2: LSU, uh, and Alabama. They still all play those, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Why in Florida this weekend? Yeah. My
2: I mean, God. As long as Georgia makes the championship
0: game. If, and if Auburn Florida, makes the championship game, if Florida and Texas meet on a neutral field, guys, I, I have I have Texas by almost ten. Yeah, Florida's yes. not good. I, 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 Florida's the Florida's worst Florida's top ten a, team. They we do this with them. Like everybody loves to talk about Notre Dame and Texas. Florida does this every year. Oh, they're good on defense and they have no offense. I've seen this story. I know how it goes. It ends at nine and three. Florida has just replaced
2: the. Uh, oh God, I don't want to. I hope no Missouri fans okay. hear this because I don't want the Florida. Really, I mean. the Everybody's got to be Missouri in the SEC. Like, until Georgia came along, like, there's, and until somebody gets knocked down and starts playing the real team, like, there's always some outlier that doesn't have to play the schedule that everybody else has to play, and they end up looking like,
0: you in know, the, a, you SEC know they, East, they're doing yeah. something. When
3: you, you play in the East, you have a great chance of racking up wins until you play Georgia.
0: Hey, that, that's the all. I love that about Georgia. At least now. The SEC championship game is not just a de facto crowning of whoever yeah, come out sure. comes out of the West.
3: Last year was Kentucky. You knew Kentucky wasn't that good, but they no. they kept playing, kept
0: winning in the East. Hey, I won't have you disparage Terry Wilson. I won't stand for it. So I look. I think going to Kansas this week for Oklahoma,
2: we haven't really seen them come out flat, and I think. You know, we they haven't thought, given up a point yet. We thought maybe UCLA would be that game because they look so crappy going into that, and they played great in that game. Uh, but Lincoln Riley, I mean, really, the formula for him has been: take the ball whenever you can. Let's get on. Let's get our offense going. Our defense, you know, crank it up in the first quarter, and we'll just boat race these guys to halftime. And they've been doing that
3: it is it's a formula It does
2: not matter they've lost the toss twice
3: and had their defense go out there 3 now against Houston 3 now against Tech they've won the I've toss got all twice kinds of stats in and mind. they wanted the ball in the Dinamo in South Dakota or the Bruins and they haven't given up a point yet in the, in the first first quarter so
1: what you're saying is Oklahoma has a problem at the coin toss <laughs> Jalen Hurts leadership question Mark he wore a lot of Adidas yesterday did Did you
2: not notice Uh -uh. shoes and shorts both adidas whatever get away with kansas
1: would try and recruit him
2: it maybe it makes you wonder maybe maybe he already has a deal in place with adidas maybe that maybe that was alabama's thing
1: alabama's nike i know but that would be genius guys up without adidas yeah well the way adidas works i wouldn't be surprised entirely i guess
2: this like, you know, we're, we're, it won't look like against, I mean, like that's what got Kansas in trouble is all those guys were Adidas guys. Yeah. Like even when they went to the the NBA, they stayed Adidas guys. And you're just like, yeah, that something's going on there. And <laughs> there is. Uh, okay. So you heard Lincoln Riley in the open there say, I'll play it again for you. Cause I forgot to mention something which I will do. But, but here was Lincoln Riley being asked about Kennedy Brooks in the open.
1: Yeah, he's, he's doing good. He's yep, all good. All good. He'll play this week. I, is
2: that, does that go right along with uh, Trajan Bridges has not changed positions, so that'll be the end of that?
3: You can build an excuse with the weather. It wasn't worth testing Brooks
2: on that type of footing. But, I mean, why say he'll play you <laughs> It's all when about don't, the weather with you, Bob. <laughs> you don't need to play him against Kansas. I mean, let Ramondre Stevenson get some carries. There's a lot of people that are like... I, some people, it's with everything. It's just like, why did not Jaden Davis play more... Why did you know what was wrong? What's wrong with Grant Calcaterra? After I think last this week? is a
1: good spot to be for Oklahoma though, because that means everything's going well enough that they want more. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like a sign that things are going well. Is when you start a, bitching about who's getting playing time, not. But we, we even want to do kill it. the coordinator. Like, we oh, no, do it, do. Yeah, it's it's a fair question. I think Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson bitching. would be playing. Ramondre Stevenson would be starting at Texas. How many schools?
2: Like Texas uh, would be 115. He, he would at be least. right. Like Texas really wanted him bad. Like he would he would play all the time at Texas. Especially as much as Ingram gets hurt.
0: Well, I mean, they wouldn't have to play, you know, a former quarterback at yeah. running back. I mean <laughs> And he gets run at the running back position. Like he gets carries. But, you know, and like you wonder for him, like if it's frustrating where he's like, Well, okay, there's that. But at the same time, there's gotta be a reason every Texas running back goes down. Like, yeah. the, like what's happening here? that I'm super fresh in week five and half their roster is dead. He might have had a leg amputated if he went to Texas by now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it it would just be a flesh wound, but sure. Um, No, you know, I I think that's – I I, I said the same thing, Eddie, earlier this week, that Stevenson could start almost anywhere. And I can't imagine – I don't think there's anywhere in the country he'd be number three.
1: No, I agree. I I like what – I mean, what we see in just very small doses – I think he could almost in a way end up taking on that Trey Sermon closer role that he had 2 years ago. Yeah, that's a good point. When you when you wear him down, you're able to do that. Now, the other question mark, I guess going the true question mark going into this week is you know, are they going to be able to wear people down just for the fact that they might have to use some reserves in the starting role on the offensive line. I think they will. Yeah. And, and I mean, we saw Adrian Ely,
2: you know, over the week, he's walking around, you had him in the sights and sounds, you know, uh, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what his injury is, but it's strange to me that Lincoln was so open-ended with him and, and wasn't even like a, oh, he's close. We thought maybe we'd have him back. Like he's just
1: out. he's used of the word indefinite really yeah. threw me for a loop.
2: It, me too. He backtracked.
3: He went from week to week to indefinite in the same sentence, basically. Which is,
1: I don't know how that works.
2: And then somebody, <laughs> you know, brought some stuff up about Swenson on the board. But Eddie, you were telling me even I think before we talked we did about the it on, on the podcast, podcast. Yeah, talked, yeah. Like you saw him, it, it already looks like he's got something on his knee that's more precautionary than most people.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was one of those. It was a I, I don't. Like a soft brace? It, no, it wasn't something that he wore during the game because okay, I went back no. and looked at the, uh, at my at our video and it he had like a would it be a soft brace? I don't know how to I don't know what the I mean I guess I need to do some research on braces knee so, braces more like but,
2: a a big wrap.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the type of brace that you see those guys normally wear on Saturdays when they play and all the Oklahoma offensive linemen wear them. I'm sure if you watched the game you would know what I'm talking about. But uh, it, and he was he was definitely hobbled a little bit. So. He was the
3: first guy out. He After the second half, he didn't see a snap. Mm-hmm. Before, McIver was in for Humphrey. Proctor was in for Swenson. So you knew something was up.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that you see Proctor play left hit, left tackle, and they go with the same thing that they did on the right side against uh, Tech with Bray Walker and, uh, and Tyrese Robinson. How do you think those guys played against Tech, Josh?
0: Uh, you know, my first glance at it. I didn't think Tyrese Robinson had a great day, but as I went back and watched, I thought he played really well at right tackle. I think he's, you know, just one of those guys that's just good. Like he he's going to be okay almost anywhere they want to put him. And it almost makes you wonder if they feel like they can't get that left tackle thing figured out. Maybe here in a month when they have that other, you know, they have that next bye week, do we throw around Tyrese Robinson some at left tackle? and see what that looks like. You know, cuz I mean, we know Beedenbo is more than willing to experiment and mess around. Would he do it in the middle of a season? I don't know. But it's it's an interesting idea because like I said, he didn't look like he missed a beat. He was really good, was turning guys inside, I mean, doing all the things they need him to do. And Robinson is not the kind of guard that's like this big, heavy, plodding guy that I don't think could work at tackle. He's plenty athletic. He's just more of a guard frame. So it would be kind of an interesting conversation.
3: When we talked to him yesterday, he wouldn't give us any indication of where he's practicing this week, but he did say he knew, like, last Monday that he was going to be at right tackle, and he said he played the position all four years in high school, so he didn't feel that
2: uncomfortable going into that role. I felt really good, had a good... uh, I got a good head nod from Marquise Hayes in the parking lot when I was leaving the press conference Monday.
0: That's a guy you want to be on your side of things. Yeah. I, well,
2: I said... Uh, he he looked at me, started smiling, and he head nodded, and I was like, man, I haven't talked to him in like two years. Like, I guess we did talk... No, we talked to him at the bowl game, Eddie. We did a really good interview with him at the Orange Bowl last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, and so, but it had been since then, since I'd talked to him. And uh, I said... You're cause you you got to stop causing fires on on uh, social media because he put up that uh, I don't know if you saw his tweet or not. Him standing over uh, the the defensive tackle for Texas Tech and what did it say? You're not about that life or don't pretend like Something you're about like that. that.
0: Yeah, I, was, or, I, I believe it was you're not about that action. Oh, okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh. which is one of my favorites. I I love that stuff.
1: I wonder if he wanted the smoke. <laughs> Oh, God. we're a week away from the smoke, huh? Uh, I think a ghost might visit me over the weekend. I ooh, interesting. Um, so
2: yeah, but uh, he started laughing, and I said, "No, I thought it was funny." I said, "Keep it up." And uh, but I mean, he's he. I think Marquise Hayes, Josh. I mean, you have studied it more on the the Monday Morning Idiot, but uh, he seems to be a guy that's starting to kind of come into his own a little bit. That's, that I, makes I, it easier for them on the offensive line when they're moving around or not having a guy here or there.
0: I, I think he's Oklahoma's second best lineman right now and I don't think it's all that close to be honest. I mean I, you know and like I said, I think Tyrese is a really good number three, but Hayes with his physical like, you know somebody asked me if uh, a good comparison at guard for him and it's hard to draw one because he's so big oh, and he's long. so big. Like he, yeah, like, and his arms are, like, you look at that picture that we were, we were joking about earlier with the, you know, about that action. Like, his arms are, like, down to his knees. Like, he is huge yeah. just all the way around. And he looks more like a tackle when you look at him because of that length. He's just so damn big. But at the same time, I mean, like, he's physical inside. And he's one of those guys, when he gets his hands on you, it's over. I mean, he's just so overwhelming. And I, I really thought, you know... He was a guy that was kind of rough coming out of high school, it was kind of raw, had a lot of work to do, but you saw the physical talent, but it's, I thought when he hit the, hit the field, okay, we'll see some more rough spots. He really, I mean, from game one to here, he's gotten better and better, but, there hasn't been that moment where you're like, ooh, that, that's that's a little rough right there. That's pretty bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Bill Bedenboe's seeing all kinds of things. But just from a general, is this a quality level of play he's putting out there? It's been really, really good.
2: Well, I remember last year it was kind of, it didn't start till toward the end of last year. But, you know, you start getting into bowl preps and stuff like that. But you were always kind of like, you knew there were so many young offensive linemen in the program, and we'd always ask like defensive guys that were going up against someone's on the scout team, like who's standing out to you? And it never really nobody ever really singled him out, but they kind of start started doing that later on in the season. Uh, so th- at some point something clicked for him, uh, and I don't know if it was physical or whatever. But you're right. I mean, when you see the guy, he's starting to look imposing, just physically and just attitude wise. He seems like a guy that's Starting to, you know, carry an attitude with him.
0: Oh, I, I mean, you start with him and Swenson and Creed, and then you put, you know, Robinson at guard's not particularly large. And then Ely, I mean, that's a, that's just huge. Ely looks think,
2: intimidating too, yeah.
0: Yes. Like, Ely is one of those guys that, as big as we're talking about Hayes, Ely's bigger, you know, and it's just, It's just crazy that they have so much size. How much it's changed? Someone asked me yesterday in board chat about like why don't you recruit more tight ends? You know, like they used to do with like Lane Johnson and those kind of guys and turn them in. I'm like, I always preferred those kind of guys, but you can't argue with what Beidenbo is doing with these guys. I mean, and the other thing he doesn't he doesn't need to like. I mean, Lane Johnson
2: was a necessity. I mean, yeah, they they were not recruiting particularly great in that period of time.
1: They needed a necessity and an actual exception to the rule. Like, those Lane Johnsons just don't come around. Yeah. But, I mean, if they didn't need offensive tackles so bad, then, I mean, they would have been like,
2: uh, you know, let's just keep him at defensive end. Or, I mean, they, they tried him all over the place.
0: Well, guys, Daryl Williams in the class of 2010 was a big get for you Four-star offensive lineman, big-time guy. He wasn't even a Rivals 250 guy. Oklahoma has yeah. four Rivals 250 guys in this recruiting class. Like, I mean, that just tells you how much it's changed with the way, you know, Oklahoma's offensive line recruited? I mean, they really do. They go out and any guy in the country, they can walk in that door. Well, remember, Josh, I mean, we'd go out to
2: practice and uh, they're used to, I mean, we used to, it was like, there was a time at OU when you go out to summer camp and if you saw, you know, you would see five or six offensive linemen like, well, maybe he could play here. Like, uh, like, Go back to like Bronson Irwin days or uh, Dylan Dismuke days, uh, where guys were like, "You're like, okay, he might not be an All-American, but he can play at OU." Like, and then I remember when Daryl Williams and uh, uh, Tyrus Thompson, am I?
0: Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah when they Thompson. they yeah. came and camped together, right? They were there at the same time. Yeah, that is right. And Tyrus was already committed, and Daryl wasn't. That's right. And, and we were just
2: like, whoa! I mean, like we were blown away that they could have two guys like that That's what and, offensive you know, on campus. Like. But I mean, they were so much better than. And Daryl Williams looked like he was so athletic, and like you hadn't seen that in a while. Even though we, you know, we had Trent Williams that we covered and all that stuff. It was like now you go, you got to summer camp, like. It's the elite of the elite. Like, we have to go to Rivals five-star camps to see the type of guys that fit in an Oklahoma's offensive line right now.
0: Well, yeah, remember, before OU offered, we saw Marquise Hayes at the Rivals camp, and yep. we are like, ah, I think maybe he could be an OU guy. And then we I, saw him. Well, that, we were and kind of responsible for him blowing up. I mean, th- there there was some of that, because we were like, who the hell? Like, I remember we were tweeting about it and talking about it on the board. It was, I mean, like, there was some connection for sure, because I think at that point he had, like, Illinois – Missouri, I mean, like he had really local teams that were looking at him, and he was clearly a, a national level offensive lineman. And then he went to five star and just kicked ass and took names that year. Yeah, and you were kind of like, okay, that that's like o, OU needs to be all in on that guy.
2: And I think they 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 took notice. Kind of didn't they? Kind of take notice after the regional camp after because yep. he was MVP there. Kind of kept in contact, and then. Yeah, after that it was like, okay, this guy's legit. Need well, him.
0: It's a lot like Cody Ford. It's almost the exact same scenario. I saw Cody in L- Louisiana, and about a week later, OU goes by and sees you know, goes by to see him. Whether that's coincidence or not, I, you know, not gonna. I, I'm not here to say. But <laughs> the same
1: Just time, give it up to yourself, Josh. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, hey. I'm gonna let others do that. You know. So there are people that we don't want to hear that. mm Hmm. Um, but then, you, I mean, but then you've got Hayes was kind of the same scenario where about, I think his was a couple weeks down the road. Oh, goes by and goes by and sees him. I think ends up making offer a couple weeks beyond that. So it was like a month after the regional camp, but they were st- like, I, I still got the feeling that it was kind of half hearted. Like, oh, you know, we're kind of in kind of out. We don't know. And then after the five star, it was like, okay, well, you know, cause I mean, they could see the video of him going head to head with Marvin Wilson and some of those guys. Like, yeah. They knew he was really friggin' good.
1: Let me ask you this, and Bob, you can weigh in on this as well. Is Oklahoma at the offensive line position, is Bill Biedenboe recruiting at the highest level that any position coach has ever recruited at? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I I guess you could probably make that argument, couldn't you? With the 2020 class they have coming in, with what they have on campus, combine that with what they actually have done on the field, I would think that that position and we could even open it up even to, I guess, the last 20-something years, even counting the Stoops era, are they recruiting at the highest level ever for a position?
0: I think that conversation can be had, but you know what's scary? If you're going to have it, you almost have to include, uh, if you were going to say, who were the other competitors in that conversation? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of, is what other (laughs) positions would that be? Lincoln Riley, right now at quarterback. Yeah, yep. sure. <laughs> yeah. <Dennis> Simmons <laughs> the most right obvious now right. Dennis Dennis wide Simmons receiver. Receive, but he... I mean, like, that's crazy. Like, you might have the three best guys doing it over the last 20 years all on campus at the same time on the same side of the damn ball. Here's the Gale Gundy mid 2000s running back. That yeah, running back, you're right. DeMarco and Adrian. That's a great the, one. The
3: one different, it feels like for some reason, offensive linemen don't get scared by what's happening in previous classes. Like they're not worried about where you're seeing it. There was Spencer Rattler. No quarterback wants to jump on 2020. Yeah. Well, it was probably because of
1: the numbers, right? You get five out there at one time instead of.
3: Yeah. I mean, you have bridges, Hazelwood. Yeah. No, that, no one from 2020 really seems to be wanting the leaping or you had Rambo, Brown and lamb 2018 receiver class. Mm. Didn't pan out very well, but at offensive line, it's like, no one really
2: cares. They just keep, keep coming. Here's the, well, here's the real question for me. Can you compare what Bill Biedenboe is doing, and not that it's equal, but can you compare it to what he's doing with offensive linemen to what Alabama does with defensive linemen?
0: To some degree. There's not as many five
2: stars on the offensive line as there are defensive line. I I would venture to guess.
0: Uh, yeah, because I, I, I think, and largely that's built on, it's a little easier to evaluate defensive linemen. I mean, are they twitchy? Are they big? Are they and explosive? it's a more
2: premium position.
0: Exactly. I mean, there, there's something to be said for that. Because unless you're a tackle, you've got to be pretty damn elite to be a yeah. five-star. Yeah. And on the defensive line, if you're elite, it doesn't matter where you line up. Some Everybody in the country is going to want you. Those guys are just so hard to find, um, which is why you see offensive or defensive linemen getting moved to the offensive line and not vice versa because you just can't replicate that athleticism. But, you know, I, I think, um, oh, I, I had a whole train of thought and I lost it with that question. But, yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is, what, like I said, what they're doing is unbelievable. I, I, I guess what would you – I mean, Kerry, I'm trying to think of the 2000s. There's got to be someone I'm forgetting. I mean, Brent Venables did some pretty great stuff at linebacker for a while there with, you know, you go back to Chris Patterson, uh some of those big time guys he landed well in that you go era. with lance
2: mitchell and pasha jackson sure um two five Zach stars latimer there.
0: The, latimer was a five star yeah, in that class he was I mean, he was a yeah. people don't people don't remember that he was a top 100 national guy he gets so forgotten he was like a three-year starter like people act like he was like trash i'm like that dude played for a long time was a really good play. i mean he was, it wasn't great but he was a good player
2: but yeah i would say you know rocky was already here um uh, mm-hmm. but then torrence marshall you bring him in then you go to teddy layman um. Yeah, I mean, really, Rufus. really, it was yeah, it was nonstop, and then Ryan Reynolds was supposed to be the one to kind of continue that, and then injuries just kind of derailed him, mm-hmm. and I then mean, it just got weird for a while.
0: Well, I mean, all you board. had Austin Box who, if if it wasn't for all his if injuries, yeah. Yep.
2: Look, if Austin Box had not gotten taken out in that OSU game, he was he was poised to become a great linebacker
0: at Oklahoma, and I mean a great linebacker. Yeah, I I think he'd still be in the NFL right now, in my opinion. I thought Austin was a – like, he's one of those guys that I don't think people around – or I guess people around Oklahoma high school sports do appreciate, but if you didn't see him, I don't think you realize how, like, big and athletic he was. I mean, Austin was 6'2", plus 6'3", and could run as well as any, you know, as most any strong safety. I mean, he was a very talented dude.
1: You've always told the – alan trimble story just as far as didn't trimble say that he was one of the best players he's ever coached against
0: yeah no i mean like and i, I know i've told on the pod so i mean i'll keep it brief but for those who haven't listened I, rivals was considering dropping austin box and i was like man that's crazy i i don't like that at all i thought i think we had him in the 70s and i already thought that was a little low so i went to alan trimble because enid had played jinx that year in the state title game and i said you know coach what do you think about that? And he goes, that's crazy. He's one of the best high school football players I've ever played against. That was like 20 years into his Jinx run. And I remember sending that to Krabby and Mike Farrell and all the guys in the rankings room. And I was like, guys, listen here. Like, this is not just me. This is an opposing coach. Listen to him. And, you know, they, they didn't end up dropping him. I mean, it, was enough, it carried enough weight that that was a big part of my argument. Like, just don't be crazy with this. Uh, I do want to mention uh, our
2: presenting sponsor, uh, MidFirst Bank. And uh, look, I know I don't. I have a question for you, Eddie. First, what? How old were you when you first
1: got like your first real credit card? Uh, that my parents knew about. That they didn't. <laughs> I had to gamble the, some way in high school. <laughs> uh, probably like twenty twenty, I guess. College. Or no, like nineteen maybe. I'm just I'm, I'm just curious because of all the times that you know we'd like send you out on the
2: road and it was like, you seemed like a credit card was a, f- a foreign form of currency. I just used cash. Was it because your
1: gambling debt was filling up your credit card and you didn't want to? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> never really messed with it. I, I really you can't just remember. Out,
2: I don't know why you just you didn't seem to be a credit card guy. Of course, you couldn't. I don't rent know a what would make you, you were think twenty
1: five. I don't think I just ever needed one.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think, I guess it's all the hotel rooms I've had to sign for and fax. Like, the only reason I had a fax for most of my life is just to send stuff to hotels, like uh, authorizations for people to stay places. Anyway, the reason I, I was asking is because everybody kind of wants to be able to have that OU credit card uh, that you can whip out. Uh, whenever you go into the store to show everybody kind of your OU. You, you want to show people you're an OU fan all the time. Well, MidFirst Bank is uh, proud to be the exclusive provider of the OU credit card, and, and we're proud uh, to be partners with them and let you know if you go to midfirst.com U40, that's midfirst.com U40, uh, just type in that web address on your phone uh, or on your uh, desktop or laptop, and it'll take you to uh, the page where you can apply for the OU Rewards credit card. you get got a big OU logo right on there. Uh, you can uh, redeem your rewards for cash back, gift cards, merchandise, travel. You can also, uh, every time that you use your, uh, your, your OU Rewards credit card from MidFirstBank.com or MidFirst.com, uh, you get entered for a chance to win the ultimate game day experience in every qualifying purchase uh earns you a chance to win the ultimate game day experience with vip tickets to a football or basketball game plus 500 uh in a a, uh prepaid mid first ou debit card so you can enjoy zero percent off for the first year uh and after the introductory zero percent apr for the first 12 billing cycles uh then you go to an apr based on your credit history so apply today for the official currency of ou and uh, deepen your Sooner pride with every purchase. So midfirst dot com slash u forty. Thanks to MidFirst Bank for being a a great sponsor and a great partner of the unofficial forty uh, podcast. So I, I mean, we we don't have to. We can look forward if we want to. We don't have. We can talk about Texas like we're not playing the game. I want to see how Texas doesn't Morgantown too. Really think that more that West Virginia is capable of giving them a fight at all. A
3: fight. I don't think they'll win, but I want to see how Texas responds in a road and because they had last week off, which kind of sucks. Texas been, hasn't played a road game. They've they been playing they? at home. That's what I'm. They've been yeah. playing at home. So is I wanna, this their
1: first road game?
3: I'm pretty. I mean, they had think LSU at home. Yeah. They all the, I think it is. Right. Rice was at Houston, but whatever the NRG Stadium thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, did anyone really care? Oh, okay. I about see that neutral saying. site thing. No. So.
1: Well, I mean, some programs struggle at NRG, but. It's well, Houston,
2: there. Houston will bring fans to NRG. Rice will not.
1: No. They don't have yeah. enough fans to bring. <laughs> that, that would be accurate. Well, I put it, they might have fans that care, but not enough to speak English that could get into NRG. Okay. This is
0: officially. Or, or, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did we just try to claim that Rice has a lot of Mexican fans? Of, no. Legal I'm, alien I'm, fans?
1: Not Mexican. Oh, I see what you're saying.
2: Well, they have a lot of... Yeah, okay, I'm not going there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm now I'm officially lost, and I live in Houston, so I don't know what the think hell's happening. You think
2: an Asian community?
0: So-so
1: Jamambo would feel very comfortable.
2: Oh! Oh. Uh, I don't know. I'm still lost.
1: I'm talking about Chinese people. Oh, okay. <laughs> people that You were talking about Asian girls everywhere. Asians okay. that yeah. just don't care about football is basically what I'm talking about if we want to just put it out there. Is that a big
2: student population? At yeah, Rice? I think there's a huge like,
1: international collection of uh, students at Rice. In fact, I think it's the biggest international uh, student body in the country, maybe.
2: My head was literally bouncing all over the walls trying to figure out where you're going with that. Uh, no, but I mean, I think Sam Ellinger, having Sam Ellinger, having an a, a
1: experienced quarterback...
2: If you're going to play a shitty team on the road, I think you're just fine.
3: If Texas is
1: the team that I think they are, they go win by two touchdowns, and it's really not even a very competitive game.
3: And that would get me fired up for
2: next week. But if they struggle, then I I don't know. Here's the thing. Texas
1: favored by 11.
2: Here's the thing about that game, and we've talked about this before, and Dana Hogerson's not there, but there's a little bit of a rivalry there because of the whole horns down thing from a year ago. Sure. Which kind of started it all. No, it did. For uh, sure. It definitely did. By the way, uh, shout out to George Stoya for uh, uncovering the the uh, Horns Down edict. Cover up. Ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that has been issued. To the whole... Okay, so Stoya had talked to some people, obviously, in either the Roughnecks or... Uh, in the cheerleading or, you know, the pep booster, you know, the, whatever. Uh, and, and said, you know, they said that they had been told, uh, that giving the horns down was no longer allowed. And to go and scrub their social media accounts of like any evidence of giving the horns down.
1: Are you kidding me? It's so outlandish. I almost just well, like, stupid. I want to know when the bit's going to be over. <laughs> like, when is this? This is a bit, right? <laughs> it's
3: been a long call Like here. Even <laughs>
2: Joe Castiglione went on record to talk about it and did not deny one bit that, in fact, seemed to reinforce
1: that that had happened. I just want to know how we got here. How did we land at this point? I that- don't
2: know. Oh, like, that
1: that the horns down has become—it's a storyline. Like it is it a is. legitimately, it's a storyline, and it's unbelievable. How do you to let me? your key rival
2: dictate your policy? That's what I want to like. Joe, see about it. Come on, dude. You know, I mean, you care about the fans and and the outreach, and you want everyone to feel like they're a part of things. I know you care about that. You cannot tell your fans not to do something or that you don't approve of something that, one, they love, and two, just because Texas is bitching and moaning and crying about it.
1: I just so, don't understand how that even enters the realm of unsportsmanlike. I know. Like, how is that even <laughs> sportsmanship? I know.
2: <laughs> like hey. well, like you said, gateway hand gestures. Yeah, oh, my God.
1: I mean, that just gives assholes like me more fuel i know
2: i can't wait to see what you're going to come up with next week Uh, my
0: my whole thing is so like are they going to be watching people when inevitably the texas fight chant starts and in the middle when everybody says texas and every ou fan screams sucks like are they going to be watching their cheerleaders and be like she mouthed it i saw her do it like i mean like how far does this go I mean, Texas, in the middle of their Texas so, fight... OU sucks. They yell, oh, OU
2: sucks at the top of their lungs.
3: Are
0: they going to be penalized? Yeah, I mean, are they going to... Like, is our, you know... Is Joe going to send, like, a strongly worded letter? Like, listen, we'd really like this to decrease as well. Thank you. We, we've met you in the middle on the horns down. I mean, the... Look, this is... I love, like,
2: historical, like, explaining things. Like, I'm into... Josh and I have had this uh, like I'm into watches for a different reason that Josh is into watches. Like I love the hish. I love the fact that like uh, this watch was the first one that the astronauts wore when they landed on the moon. And so, but the reason that OU is in this position is because every team in the old Southwest Conference that was a thing to come up with a hand gesture. Like there's a reason that that Baylor does that stupid giga, you know, or sickum bears. And the, you know the Texas A&M is the thumb up, like that's the dumbest. That might be the dumbest one. Uh, SMU has one, like TCU has, TCU the, has the horn the, frog the, thing. the little frog. hooked fingers, and then Texas has the horns, like and Arizona and, State has the shocker. Everybody knows that. <laughs> that's Houston. Houston actually has the shocker.
1: What uh, is Arizona State? Isn't that the same thing? I, I think they're the same. Yeah. Oh, they Arizona need to battle State's that out. I guess. But Houston like, has to send their hottest girls and Arizona State has to send their hottest girls and we'll have a uh, bat, we'll battle it out.
2: The shocker battle. So, But OU never had to come up with a stupid hand gesture because they weren't a part of all that stuff. I mean, they were like 1915, but they got the hell out of there really fast. So, like, OU has no... Like, when you take a picture, there's no... See, it, it's developed into the horns down as the de facto hand sign for OU. And yes it's kind of dumb, like, when you stand back and think about it, like, it's dumb, like, and I even have, you know, very close friends that, you know, graduated with honors from OU, like, they're kind of snotty about it, I mean, Eddie, I'm sure you guys all have these people too, like, I hate that we do that, like, it's just I wish we didn't recognize because, te- like, you hear, you, you grow up and you hear, all, like, Texas A&M with their fight song and having a whole verse in it about Texas and just how stupid that seems, it's like There are some people at the heart of it, though. That
1: is what makes college football so great, isn't it? Exactly. Like the the going neck and neck at the fan bases and everything that goes into the OU Texas game. I mean, they play at the goddamn State Fair of Texas. Yeah, it's just insane to me that this is where we are, and that it's not only that this is is this is where we are, and it's not just crazy ass liberals that are upset about this. (laughs) It is being encouraged by administrations at the at universities. Uh, let's is it, let's is it stay the, away from it. Is it just the height of the millennial
2: attitude? I don't even know I if we can know. blame this on because, millennials. Well, no, but how I mean, can you blame I feel it like on millennials? This the, is how you can blame it on millennials because everything around that campus is geared towards making kids feel safe and nurtured, and like they're lost in that in that culture. I almost feel
1: like it's old's trying to think like millennials yes. that are now the problem
0: yeah yeah i could buy yeah. that no that's... i could buy Be- because mil- there's no student on that campus that was like listen mr castiglione the, the-, the- horns down it's really it's bothering me now may- <laughs> maybe maybe joe watched eddie's video and eddie was such a convincing actor he actually thought eddie was one of his students like he's like e- this young boy is so worried about the horns down that, I mean, he, he's almost crying in his living room in his sports coat. By the way, where have you been
2: keeping that sign? Like, that it's, still... it's in my trunk it's for it's some
0: reason. Okay. I don't know why. In trunk
3: for 12 I was months. like,
2: <laughs> how do you like, have it folded up a special way that you carry it with you all the time?
1: I keep it in my backpack like, just the, in case. The
2: fact the, it survived.
1: No, it's been I underneath my golf bag. So the I sign I, I'm talking about is the Sam Ellinger there.
2: tweet. Did you like go to Kinko's and have that made? Yes. That was was 12 months
1: ago. Yeah, it's been in there for about yeah. a year <laughs> just in case <laughs> okay by the way it's continue. it's crazy though that it's just it's incredible to me that this is where we are i, I think that it's been an over it's an overreaction to re- a reaction but i think josh you might be onto something i think when they when the ou student council went in to uh get the pledge of allegiance removed which is to be bothered by that you have to be the biggest f-ing idiot in the world
2: I might actually let that F stay. I mean, it's just—it's incredible it's to, to me,
1: d- like that—that that people. <laughs> I almost made a really bad analogy. I'll tell you guys afterwards, but <laughs> yeah, I think it would have gotten. let keep the we would, have lost, to we would have lost sponsorships, but it—it's just incredible. This is where we are. That people get offended by this stuff, and I guess that might make me an olds at some point, but. I just no, but you I right. don't it's, know it's, how none. we've gotten here.
2: It is it. They've redefined. Uh, they've redefined offended. The, I mean, literally, like, what you do in order to offend someone, like that's the horns down is not it. Like, all because Sam Ellinger tweeted out that
3: I, crap. That's it. That's all. That's why I said they should do the Georgia-Florida 2007. You score your first touchdown. Everyone goes in the end zone, does the horns down. You get your
1: 15-yard penalty. You move on. I mean, shit, Bob, the way that things are headed... the. Big 12 might just come out on the field in the game if and they do the that.
3: <laughs> well, you remember, you remember how they phrased it at media day it's like it can't be in an unsportsmanlike way. I don't even know what that means. Like like you can do it to your own fan base or something, but you can't. You can't <laughs> do it in the direction of Texas fans or players. Oh my god. It was a weird convoluted message.
0: Well, and it's always good when a rule is hard to understand. That's usually when a rule really works. So, <laughs> yeah, Right. You know, my my whole thing with this is, I've really and you know credit to Texas fans. I've very rarely seen any note, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, any of the crazy places things happen, that Texas fans were ever pissed off about it. Like I mean, like it was just part of the trash talk. It was no big deal. They didn't care. No. It wasn't until Sam Ellinger and Tom Herman went on the warpath that this, like, suddenly became, like, this is hurting people. People are really bothered by just a
1: strange thing to, like, go after in a way. Like, how would that even... It's a diversion it was, it to stop them, looking at his record. Yeah,
2: it was them <laughs> crying, like, you know, Damn. deflecting.
1: Losing at home against
3: West Virginia. That's how you get people yes, to, stop, stop, exactly. to stop talking about it. Thank
1: God, Will Greer. Thank God for Will Greer. You know, it will be... So, <laughs> Go ahead, Josh.
0: I, I was gonna say. So, what's a retaliation for this? I think if you're an OU player and you score a touchdown, rather than throwing the horns down, you do the Tom Herman backpack thing. Like, I think that's the best way to Ooh, fight back. yeah, like, that would be good. Well, that's what like, I suggested in my video. It's a direct shot week. at the problem. Hmm. I missed it, Eddie. I'm sorry. I just I saw. I just. It. You didn't it. Saw, it. see my video? Wow. No, I, I haven't I, I, thought it. You were, wow. I thought you were just alluding to the fact
2: that you know. The horn down is terrible, you know. Not, not as bad as this,
1: though. Kind of thing. Well, when he Uh, something they could pick something classier to celebrate with.
0: Drew, uh, Drew Locke, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mm -hmm. although he seems kind of like a douche, though. Eddie, I I do want to explain this, since I mean, again, it's Kansas Week. We might as well fill up this time with whatever we can fill it up with. By the way, let me Uh, let me
2: just let me throw this this in there. No, Uh, you bastard! I'm sorry. It's a sponsorship. All right, we got to get this in. Right now? Well, we've right been, now? Yeah, we've been talking about this forever. We have to. We need some breathing room here. But sure. we are talking about OU Texas. Uh, and I know I saw some people talking about ticket prices and They're how not crazy happy. they are. Uh, it is going to be difficult. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know you want to get messing around with trying to buy tickets last minute. And we have a solution for you. And that is uh, SeatGeek, uh, our fine sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Get those tickets. Now, I know there's sticker shock out there. I know it's going to hurt. I don't think these... I mean, you can wait for Kansas and West Virginia to pull upsets this weekend. It ain't going to happen. So, you might as well just bite the bullet before this thing continues to go up and up and up. Uh, Go to SeatGeek. Download the app. Uh, They've got uh, tons of, of tickets on there. A lot of different prices. So... I'm I'm sure it's not going to be as low as you want, uh, but like I said, it it has to be done. Just rip off the bandaid and go do it. So uh, the thing about SeatGeek, easy to m- navigate, easy to get through. They show you all throughout the stadium uh, where the good deals are, where the best deals. Are. And and guess what? You're not gonna you're gonna overpay from what you're used to, but they're going to show you all across the stadium what's considered a good deal, what's considered a bad deal. Uh, who's trying to rip you off all that stuff. So uh, just the app is great. It's got over 50,000 five-star reviews, uh, great customer satisfaction. They pull together millions of tickets from all over the web. And then, like I said, they rate the deals on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, so I view SeatGeek, Eddie, Josh, I mean, all of us have, have used SeatGeek love the app, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Used it for the uh, Cubs game, what was that, in July? It was very Or no, August. It was very easy.
0: I will be using it for an Astros playoff game here very shortly. So, Are those tickets hard to get? It de- it's becoming more so. A couple yeah. years ago, it wasn't that bad when they made their first run because I think everybody was kind of, you know, what's this going to be like? And the and the uh, and the Divisional Series was the Royals that year. So, like, it wasn't, you know, there's not a lot of drive for it. But this year, I think, will be a little different. So. Yeah. Did
1: you uh, go half and half with Mattress Mac? <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> By the way,
2: uh, if you do go on SeatGeek, let me get this out there real quick. Uh, you'll get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Uh, download the SeatGeek app today. Use promo code SCOOP for $10 off your first purchase. Uh, I know that's not going to mean a whole lot if you're talking about OU Texas tickets. Hey, but 10 bucks is 10 bucks. So that's promo code SCOOP for $10 off on your first purchase. And by the way,
0: Royals uh, did win that series. Sea gotcha. Geek is paying for your beer once you get inside the the uh, fairgrounds. Yes,
1: which they're going to have, I believe, twenty six different inside the stadium uh, stands now. inside yeah. the stadium this That's year.
2: Not, well, just one last year,
1: which is kind of insane, isn't it?
2: I think it's probably because OU approved beer sales in stadium. Like the, OU oh, was in charge last year. I see what year, you're saying. Yeah, and Texas is, is in charge this year. I didn't so even I would think about imagine that. next year when OU's back in charge, it'll still be twenty six. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Do they split the uh gate
2: when I'm it goes not down? Sure. Like, or That's not the gate, but the uh, Or
1: does that all go to the State Fair? I would imagine that goes to the state fair, I guess.
2: Well, they'd get paid by the city of Dallas on top of but they no, they keep ticket revenue.
1: The schools do. No, I'm talking about like the beer cells inside oh, the state. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think they keep
2: that stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, the tickets are sold by the schools, so they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, Josh, I'm sorry. I cut you off, but we had to pay the bills.
0: You have to understand. No, no. Per, yeah, uh, you know you know, I can get behind that. Uh, no, it was – I was just going to explain to Eddie why I hadn't actually seen the video. The um, last few days of my life have been um, interesting, to say the least. I I think I've mentioned in the pod before that I am basically in a mommy and me swim class with my youngest. <laughs> and it's me and other women – not other women. I'm, me and women and lots of mothers – in a swim class all the time. And Missed as has been mom. discussed on the board, yes, I've got several tattoos. Like, I feel like some of the moms are a little scared of me. Um, and then they see me, like, baby talking with Layla. And I think it's they're like, well, maybe maybe he got reformed while he was in prison. It's not like you so, have a I, neck you know, tattoo. Come on. No, no neck tattoos. Um, the, one, the one on my it's chest scary, is... It's not me. It's something. Uh, look, um, neck
2: tattoo thing was way before super, you know, sensitive guy. That bit has been going on for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we had a guy that was uh, claimed to have a neck on the board like way back in like twenty ten, like it was part of his stick. but um,
2: well, it started with with uh, what's his name, uh, Jerkhead Barnes. Uh, Matt oh. Barnes. Matt Jones. Barnes. And then Wilson Chandler had his daughter on his throat or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Matt Barnes is a. A, a real look at, you know, mental health. I mean, that's that's a guy that's got it all together.
2: Well, that's why it started. That, you know... Yeah, ne- sure. People with neck oh, tattoos no. are bad
0: people. That was Matt Barnes. Probably even goes farther back to uh old boy that played for the Pelicans, uh, Anderson. Oh, Birdman? Birdman?
1: Birdman? No, Birdman? Yeah. He, was just, he was just a druggie.
0: Birdman <laughs> supplied Northwest Oklahoma
1: City with <laughs> ecstasy and cocaine from 2003 to two thousand. All had to do was go to Market Street, right? Baker Street. Baker Baker Street, yes
0: he'd be he'd be set up at the back of the bar almost every night I've ever I was ever there in that era uh but yeah so so anyway I am literally still in my swim trunks as we do this podcast from like I take Layla, I take Lainey to school and then Lainey Layla and I go and do uh the swim class and then I take her to her school, and then I come home and just about had time to do that and do a few things around the house. And so I'm potting in my uh, my swim trucks. It's been a little bit of an interesting couple mm-hmm. of days, but now normal schedule re- returns. So Did you see that tweet yesterday from the guy who said he, he's
2: 27, he bought his first house, what have you done with your life?
1: Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> and it was like a little small house. Yeah, it was like a little shack. Yeah, I did see that. It was the, funny.
2: the comments were just she fantastic. got ratioed. Well, no, I mean, it, it, was, it was, was It was like a joke. Yeah, okay, it was like okay, a it was yeah. like a it was almost it was like if Eddie had a mullet and he was skinny and he was wearing a midriff. What do you a mean, I skinny? <laughs> well, I think your turtleneck photo has determined that
1: I think I you and I it. both I'll have some it. work to
2: do. I think like it. Uh but he was wearing a South Carolina cheerleading midriff?
1: Yeah, I think Old Row or somebody put it out there.
2: Uh and then he had a four-wheeler. Uh but uh yeah, that's who... You'll kind of get the gist of it. I picture Josh looking like that right now, just with his... And he did tell someone, they asked him, Hey, I like your shorts. What are these? They're swim trunks from so-and-so. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, you know, like I said, my, my biggest thing is just how... I mean, pardon the pun, but just a fish out of water. What's like, that I feel name, so, the feel like,
2: so? Just for people that... Which well, guy? The I'm asking Eddie, I'm sorry. Oh. The guy that posted all that stuff. I'll have to find it again oh, dang it sorry but
0: sorry Josh no no it's fine uh yeah so it, it's like I said it's really awkward because it's all these really nice like either house moms or just you know like you can tell they just spend all their days thinking about their little ones and that's really all they do and that's cool that's fine no judgment but i I feel like they look at me and they're like he's coming from a little different place so it's um it's weird and I don't like it very much.
1: The name is at user James, J-A-Y-M-E-S. If uh, anybody wants to look up what we were talking about, it was funny. Uh, any of them, huh? The moms?
0: Uh, no. I mean, Lookers? it's it's not. Yeah. no. Now, I will say wh- what makes it really awkward is there is one that watched yesterday. And I don't know who she was connected to because everybody else had a mother in the water, I think unless there was something I don't understand. But there was somebody watching, and I was like, huh, well, hey there, how are you? But it wasn't, like I don't, I don't know why she was there. So it was both concerning and... She's probably the lifeguard. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that didn't cross my mind. Maybe Layla, you know, thankfully Layla didn't need to have an accident or anything. So we're all good.
1: All your bases covered down there.
0: Yep, totally safe. Hi, Tiff. Love you.
2: Um, who was the mother that drove her kids into a lake?
1: I don't know her name off the top of my head.
2: That wasn't Casey Anthony, right? How did she kill her kid?
1: Uh, well, there's many allegedly. options out there. There's, yeah, allegedly she was <laughs> proven innocent in the court of law. Oh, but they,
2: that's right. They've never found, or they, they found the found baby. Kaylee. of the, the baby.
1: I don't, uh, I don't know if they did
2: can't remember. No, they did. I remember reading. I remember because of all oh, your yeah, Casey Anthony grave. mentions uh, over the years. Some I've people think her, her
1: dad did it, but yeah, that's to be debated on a different podcast.
2: By the way, can I say that uh, I'm glad that the lady got uh, convicted of murder in Dallas? Yeah, that was wild. That was going that, be bad. If it didn't interesting happen.
1: story to follow, just for the I guess because it was so kind of local or hyper local, but it was. Very interesting. I think uh, I think the jury got it or, right. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I think the Dallas courts did it right.
0: That was. And just, you had a lot. Hashtag. You had a lot of pause. people saying that just. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, you had a lot of people saying that just couldn't happen. That, that they weren't going to get her for anything more than manslaughter. So.
2: I mean, I I, I'm kind of conditioned to feel that way. I will be
3: manslaughter about that stuff. Yep. I
1: didn't know that. Uh, we want a sidebar. I, I didn't know that like Texas doesn't have uh capital murder. It's just murder or manslaughter.
2: I didn't know that either.
1: Until yesterday and whatever. Either good to know regardless. heading
2: down to OU Texas.
1: <laughs> Preparing about it at some point.
2: <laughs> you should not do anything to help yourself. You continually go after gun doting gun wielding people.
1: Uh, it's kind of like the flowchart that I made a long time ago, and I'll retweet it at some point when somebody gets arrested. But should you commit a felony? <laughs> and there's two roads, and it's one is no and one is yes. It always leads back to no. Right. For me, that's just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some others have different ideas on that, but teach their own.
2: Should we talk at all about Kansas? I mean, I, I mean, just, just. Bob is shaking his head. No, Seriously, no. Whenever someone asked a question about
3: Kansas this week, I hit stop on the camera. <laughs>
1: no wow. now, now wonder I was oh. looking for all the Kansas wow. stuff this week. No, okay. Eddie's Kansas. It wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't
3: have made it. It wouldn't have made when Eddie made the video anyway, but when someone said, How's their secondary? How's their offensive front? or anything. Well, that's the same well, person let, for, that,
1: right? Yeah, for the record, it, it was one person. So, I mean, you didn't have to do a whole lot of uh, self-editing. But I, I do think for an, in just a comparison's sake, I mean, uh, Puka Williams ran wild against OU last year. Yeah, he did. And I do think it's it, it's kind of like the Tech game in a way that, you know, you, you go up there. it's It's a no-win situation. You either play really well and you win by, you know, 30, 40 points, however, I think they're favored by 35, 38 points, or you, uh, or you kind of show that you have a crack somewhere. And I think that if anything, it has been interesting. And we talked about this uh, this morning, Bob, was just the fact that it's, it's been an interesting week as far as uh, talking with defensive players and kind of more so like Alex Grinch, the motivator, as opposed to what you're getting out of the speed D. And I I think that that is an interesting concept just for the fact that you get the feeling that these guys are pretty bought in. Like, I feel like some of these guys would die for Alex Grinch. They believe in what he's doing that much.
2: And I think just knowing that what, like the the thing that was so detrimental to this team a year ago is that no matter what your defensive coordinator was telling you, you never got any better.
1: Well, and you just—you like never well, saw you,
2: the result. Like you're getting yelled at all the time, but yeah. it didn't exactly result in anything anybody playing better or your defense playing better. Like I would imagine, they lost complete confidence in Mike Stoops last year.
1: No, I I, I think that and there was something and, like that as far as they just when you know change is coming, and I you know obviously everybody did at some point last year. In a way, it was like they just kind of relied on. Murray in the offense. And it was like, all right, well, just, they're so good. We're going to, we're going to just keep this, this level of shittiness almost, for mm-hmm. lack of better terms. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it, at some point they had left, there, had, there were no stones to uh, turn over, I guess.
3: There were no 11 guys looking at their wristband all at the same time. Like, yeah, that was crazy. That
1: video's crazy. Sooner, good put out. Cool. It, it feels like they're, they're moving in the right direction. And it just, it sucks in a way, and we talked about it last week. As far as it, it just, you don't get any true validation that well. This this defense, it really is like you can say Oklahoma is number two nationally in third down conversion rate at like nineteen percent. Yeah. Same point last or uh, they ended last year at ninety sixth in the country. You can say that right now, but it means nothing because they haven't really played anybody. Oh, trust me.
2: After Texas, if the defense plays well. Get ready for the rat poison because it's coming. Everyone is going to declare the defense victorious for the rest of time, and I'm sure that's the last thing. But it will come with more credence, won't it? Oh, absolutely. But you have, I mean, like I saw somebody tweeting out, uh, "Hey, when can when can we buy our speed our hashtag speed d t shirts?" And uh, then someone tried to go make one on like Teespring or something. Like people, they're ready. They're ready to celebrate this defense. They just—it's its still not time, folks. It's still not legitimate to do that.
1: I will say but though, but after
2: Texas, if they play well, I won't—I won't say anything to try and stop you.
1: It—I will say, and we talked about it on the post-game pod. Just from a atmosphere inside the stadium, you—you you feel like things are different just from the fans' point of view, like it, they. There are people that are excited to watch the defense play, as opposed to what you got last year. With it was almost like, oh God, how long is this going to take? I hope it takes less than thirty seconds. Just get the offense the ball back. Like it was, everybody was just reserved to the fact that it was so bad. There was nothing. You couldn't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know if you can tell, uh, you know, watching the games, Josh, if that if that's the case, but it does feel different.
0: Oh, you know, and I was talking about it, and I know I heard you guys obviously I listen to the post game, you know, like a devoted listener that I am. But I you know, that uh, the the thing that followed up the injury to Kennedy Brooks, that drive, I mean like you could t- whether it was the players, the fans, you could tell that whole stadium it just kicked up about five notches. Like yeah. it, and it for the place they were at in that game and it was well in hand and Oklahoma had complete control and the fact that it was, you know, it was a 11 o'clock kickoff it's not like everybody's all lubricated up i mean it it was it could have been you know you throw that into a night situation and there might have been you know who knows what getting thrown onto the field but it was you could feel more energy on the defensive side of the ball and you see you know it it used to be we'd we'd joke about you know oh kenneth murray made a tackle for you know a two-yard gain and he'd run over and like he'd made a big play. And we're like, that's what you're supposed to do, man. And now they're celebrating like tackles for loss and interceptions and you know, Neville Gallimore creating that fumble. You know, I mean, th- there was big plays actually happening on the defensive side of the ball, and that's that's what a fan buys into when you're having to get excited about, hey, we got off the field on third down. That's <laughs> that's tough to sustain for three and a half hours. If you want to look at small victories, I thought the just. Forcing a,
1: a fourth down on third and one was a positive step in the right direction. And they did it Man. twice.
0: Stoning Watch people it. at the line of scrimmage. Right, 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 right. Yes. I, I saw more linebackers in that game step in and fill holes than I'd seen in the last three or four years. I mean, like, there would be a lane, and Deshaun White steps into it. Kenneth Murray steps into it. Like, they're, they, they're covering their assignment. I mean, they're doing, okay, just do your job. Do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, we heard about that with Mike. You know, he would always talk about that. But you're seeing guys actually doing it. Just do the things you're supposed to do and trust the guy next to you to do the same. Um, You know, I, I, I don't want to pile too much
2: on Mike here because I think there's some room for piling on that we've left out. But, uh, boy, Brian Odom has been a huge upgrade over Tim Kish.
1: Absolutely. I mean, those guys... That linebacking core, it it first you can say core. I mean, it feels like there's yeah, more than more a, than one. Multi,
2: they have backups now.
1: But I mean, they when was the last time? And I'm sure they've missed some tackles here and there. But I mean, you feel like those guys can fill holes. They can they can make a tackle if there's a guy in front of them. Last year, I feel like this segment's. I mean,
2: be brought to you by Pornhub. As much as you guys are talking about filling holes. They've done, a, they've done a good job.
1: Yeah, we need to send out an email or something. I could be a contact person on that. Uh, it, it feels like...
2: I can, I can run point on that. It, it
1: feels like, though, that you know they, they have a good rotation up front. It seemed like the safety's played better on the back end. Uh, they still haven't been tested in a way, but there is a basis, there is a foundation in which you can say, there's change. Like It looks good. and Even talking to Grinch on Mondays, it's just... I don't know. It's probably because it's new, and you you really you haven't heard his spiel for an entire year, but and he could just be full of shit. But like you buy into the idea that he not only does he believe in what he's what they're doing, but it it there's something to buy into. I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's there's a lot of positives on that side of the football right now. I, I the I, the positives far outweigh the the negatives for sure. I was talking about this uh, earlier today.
2: And I don't even think I said this, but I somebody said, you know Alex Grinch reminds them of somebody because he's he's not the most exciting person to talk to because he's he's actually kind of just telling you what he tells his players and he repeats things a lot. And I remember I was talking to Kevin Wilson one time after I'd got to know him and he was starting to interview for jobs. And I just kind of said, hey, you know, Kevin, when you interview for jobs, because we were, we were doing a phone conversation or a phone interview for something, and at the end of it, it lasted so long when you talked to Kevin Wilson because he would say the same things over and over again. And that's kind of what Alex Grinch does. And I said, Kevin, after the phone call was over, I just said, Kevin, look, this is this is my concern for you. It's not about me interviewing you. Uh, And, you know, you people in the media like you, but like you're going in for all these jobs now. You're doing interviews, and you've had some interviews and you haven't gotten jobs that I think you probably should have gotten. Like, you know, Josh, can you remember some of the jobs like, like, oh, like uh, Southern Miss was one, Mm -hmm. and Iowa Um, State was one. Did Kevin
1: Wilson interview for the East Carolina job that Ruffin got? Yes,
2: Ruffin got the East Carolina job over him. And I said, look, I know you probably wonder, you know, how you do in interviews. But I said, the one thing that would concern me is that you repeat everything over and over. Like you say the same thing, and you talk for so long that I wonder if people think you're kind of scatterbrained. And I was just being honest with him. Uh, and he told me something after that. He, he said, "Look, I know how I come off, but the reason I do that." is because I'm teaching and when you talk to young kids you have to repeat the same thing over and over again because that's the only way you get through to people and Can't that's confirm. what that's what Alex Grinch does like the reason he says the same thing and repeats the same thing and he makes it simple and he just he wants to beat it into their heads and that's why the defense is so simple and that's why you know, during preseason, all we heard about was, you know, strip kings, uh, strip attempts, like, turnovers. Like, he narrows it down to just a few simple things, and he just talks about
1: it over and over again. And that and it's worked. But I think in a way he presents it in different ways, but it's the same message, if right. that makes sense. Right. So they don't think that it he's just repeating himself right. over and over. Uh, it's kind of like uh, we were talking to... Bob, you talked to Laurent Stokes, and we put the video up on the board as far as the four qualities of a good defense. They have it on the board every day. Strain the football, strain to the ball, play together, out-physical your opponent, turnovers. Yeah. like Those are the only four things that they have to remember. And it's, it's a very simple message, but yet it has gotten them pretty good results. I also think the thing that came out of, uh, this week in talking to Grinch was, and I don't know how different this is. I'm sure that other coaches do this, but – just the simple text messages thing about sending a motivational stuff at in the morning and at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cliche, and I, you know, in a way, in a kind of gay way, it it's a little <sighs> different. God. But I I do think that it's like I I think it's very cool. I think he, that's part of him building a relationship mm-hmm. with every guy on that foot on the on the football team on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah like geez. I I think that's very commendable for that he does stuff like that. And he relates to the players in a way.
3: Because you, well, you thought it would just be for the starters. And then when he says flat out, yeah. it's every defensive player, it's like he's not trying to put one above the other. He's trying to make sure they're all engaged so that they can be ready. And that's how you get 31 players to play on defense like they did against Tech. That's what you want, though, I think.
1: I think that's what you want in a current modern-day coach. Like, he can relate with the players. He's obviously young. I don't know, you know, I don't think he's... Sitting around and talking to him about the you know newest rapper or whatever, but no, I do I think, think that. He's into that he has a relationship with the players, and I know it's the first first season, and a lot of uh, there hasn't been a whole lot to go bad yet, but it's just so much different in 180 as opposed to what they had. I, I think that maybe that's what I'm getting at. Is it was so, it's such a glaring difference uh, in between him and what Mike was. And i I don't think that there's any doubt that that's what Lincoln Riley wanted, don't you think? Yeah, I mean he needed he needed to reset and he needed to
0: get the player's attention. and he's done both of those. Guys, you know, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, and just like you know you guys are talking about how he's getting it done, and people have kind of been like, "Well, oh, you hasn't played anybody, and that's not necessarily untrue. I mean, I get it to a point. But they shut down UCLA, absolutely shut them down, who a week later went up and scored 70 in Pullman. Like, I'm not saying Washington State's a great defense, but that's a top 25 team that UCLA went and fought, you know, like in, and played a good game against on the road. And the other thing... They've been dominant uh, people, in the first halves. Yes. And, right. and the other thing, people people were like, well, Tech didn't have Alan Bowman. Tech put up 314 yards of offense. I don't even need to look. That hasn't happened to an OU defense against Tech since Mike Leach got there. Like I guarantee it. And the other side of that is, well, okay, they they had Jet Duffy. Well, guys, we're not that far away from Kyle Kemp throwing for three hundred and forty-three yards. Or Zeb and, Noland or whoever. Yeah, like
2: there.
0: Uh, Kansas you know, scored Kyle, forty on him last who year. Who was the
2: Collins Kansas. kid? Was it the Collins kid at
1: TCU last year? What was that kid's yeah, that name came that in, came in and made it a shootout?
2: Oh my god! They just
1: started throwing darts all over the field like that. Yeah. Very easy. We've seen we've seen bad defense over the last three years.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know how people can look at this group and and be like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're better. Are you kidding? There's no question. Now they may not be as good as they've looked, but there's no question they're better than last year. Oh, better yeah. than we've seen in a while.
1: There's definitely a little bit of a almost a a PTSD effect as far as, I think everybody, Oklahoma fans have been so hurt by OU's defense, they don't want to allow themselves to believe yet that maybe they could play a little defense. Guys, we're not, Bob, you can back me
2: up on this. Bob will love to talk about this. We're not too far away from where we just couldn't write anything about the defense, like good, bad, like positive, negative, just, people it didn't tough. want any like we would have me we'd be like well we can't write anything about the defense <laughs> because even if something good happened like he, like you just couldn't because it just drove people insane and it was there was so much venom from fans just for even mentioning anything about the like it was just it's I've never seen it like that before I don't think I'll ever see it again and it's actually why I didn't write a Kerry Cook's
3: piece last week because there's just it brings You're out, conditioned. yeah, it brings out the hatred and people like people did not care that Kerry Cooks was back. They didn't care about what what he had done for some, some of those guys Yeah, they didn't need, they They're didn't like, want to
2: hear that Kerry Cook still doesn't have any hard feelings and you know still cares not about the players.
3: care anything about that. So I left that story alone because it just that brings up too many bad memories. I mean, the only thing from last year was when Jalen Redmond came back for those couple of weeks, and we wrote about that, and then when he went away, it's like, okay, we're back to but not, not, like, not writing you would, about
2: anything. You would post like your story title on the board, or I would, and it just became a string of F-U and Max Stoops, F U Max Stoops, F U, F U, F U, F U M S. Yeah,
3: fums just yeah, everywhere.
1: I will say, watching that tech game last week, you
2: saw I don't of I... Cook's
1: traits. Those receivers <laughs> that never turned around to find the ball. Well, and just the way that C D Lamb was just. Throwing defenders off of him, I was like, I've seen that before. Yeah. What's the common? What's the common denominator here? Like, I I don't know if he just doesn't teach them how to tackle, but all I can go off his track record, and when Kerry Cooks is coaching the secondary, there was those guys some not
2: tackle people. There was some quitting out there on defense for them too.
1: You remember the Trey Sermon run? Yeah, they did. They just didn't want any. They just quit. I mean, it. I'm sure he's he's a great guy. I I don't think that any of us ever had a problem with him. Uh, you know, working with them or whatever, but it just—I thought it was interesting that all of his guys go. Cook's guys comes to town, and it's like all of a sudden, these guys cannot tackle anybody.
0: Eddie as our expert, both in the subject matter and as the guy that was on the field. Can you confirm they did not want that smoke?
1: I would, I would probably confirm that. Yes, okay, I would concur. Sure. Is Jalen Hurts bigger than any of Texas's linebackers?
2: Mm. I think the Osai guy I mean, is technically a safety for them, but he plays no, no, no. up he, on the he, scrimmage. He he's a DN linebacker. Yeah, he's a Oh, DN. okay. The, yeah. They, yeah. I guess I was watching the game and they kept calling him a safety for some reason.
0: He he's he's really good though. I like um, him a lot, yeah. Yeah. I will uh, say
1: to to Bob's defense as far as the the game in Morgantown this weekend, it is gonna be interesting to see how that secondary can piece it together. I mean injuries. what if Austin Kendall throws for like three fifty? Not to say he can't, not to say he will, because we haven't really seen that all year. But I mean, I guess they played well at in Kansas. They were off last week, and I they? guess
2: they're getting uh, was it B.J. Foster
1: back. I think that I saw he was going to try and give it a go yesterday. I never. But they're
2: not getting Stearns back, and they're not getting that fresh. I think back. Stearns is
1: going to miss the OU game next week. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. definitely seems like he is not in the plans as far as uh, what they're going to bring to the Cotton Bowl.
0: And Jalen Green did he tear his ACL? I can't remember. Yeah, the, what that's that, the other big, big. Yeah, he had big surgery, one. right? God, guys, he's so good. Like he he is, he he's one of their guys that nobody talks about, but is a NFL guy all day. And I, you know, again, I've already done it once. I'll do it again. I told everybody he was better than Anthony Cook. No one would listen. Anthony Cook was the five star. Jalen Green starts over him. You know, it just Jalen Green was just a better talent. He always was. I By can't. the way,
2: you know, I mean, the funny thing about that game is uh, you know, they had their little fights about who DBU was.
3: Both those seconds them them really were really bad, <laughs> bad this year. For DBU I mean, the night.
2: the who's the who was the number one guy Sting, that, Stingley. Stingley yeah. Uh he's good, but like everybody else sucks on that defense at LSU.
0: Well, if you guys, you know, somebody was we were talking about in the board chat, somebody was like, "Well, where do you see the season going?" And if OU were to get to the playoffs, how concerned? You know, what do the matchups look like? And it was kind of it was kind of aimed at could this offensive line hold up? Alabama's defensive line is not what we're used to nope, seeing. LSU's nope. defensive line, Clemson is not what they were last year. Like, there's nobody that I'm like, man, oh, you just gonna get bullied up front. Like, I, I don't Ohio see Ohio State. That.
2: Now, my, I mean, everybody might have kind of come back to the pack on Ohio State because they. And look, they're playing in the Big Ten. They're not playing juggernauts, but uh, they're – I mean, Jeff Okuda's really good. I mean, yep. they seem now, like the, – a lot of those – the thing that sucks is that you see a lot of those – you notice a lot of those names that are playing for them, but they, they're they playing good. They're playing if well. If you're
0: going to get – the problem OU's going to have with the Ohio State situation, if I'm Ohio State, Chase Young is playing right end all night, every single play, and I'm going to run him at Eric Swinson and R.J. Proctor tell they're just sick of him because he is, he's a freak. I mean, he may be better than the Boses. He is unbelievably good. I don't know how much you guys really watched that Nebraska game. If Nebraska didn't double him, chip him, do something with him, he was all over Adrian Martinez all night.
1: Speaking of uh, Texas, I just saw the uh, Solid Verbal tweeted, Wait, does Texas only have two road trips with flights the entire season? And now that I'm thinking about it, unless they fly to Fort Worth, I think that would be right. Let's Ames and Morgantown. Everywhere else is either at home or, I mean, they bust to Dallas, right? I think so. Mm, hope
3: so. It's 190
0: miles. They might fly to Waco. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean. They, I- eh. No, there's no, no, no way, no, right? No, I'm, I'm it's like 20 minutes. Although, <laughs> although that stretch of I-35, I might choose to fly. Um, yeah, you're, not, you're not lying about that. Interesting. But, yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, but, I mean, we, we make that sound super unusual. How much is it, really? I mean, that's, that's the benefit of playing... Sure. ...almost every game, like... Almost all of your conferences within your own state or easy driving distance.
3: I looked at it for this way for us too. Just the Bruins. Yeah, I, just we're, UCLA. We're we're driving yeah. everywhere else. I Nothing's guess OU will
1: technically fly to Manhattan though, and, and they'll fly l- to Lawrence, uh, to probably, Lawrence this yeah, weekend. But, but, and but for yeah. all the big,
0: for the big J journalists, Bob just means the Sooner Scoop crew. You know, he doesn't actually assume himself as part of the team. So just you know, uh, so we're um, clear.
2: Yeah, I did get an email uh, from Ed Eskridge uh, during our taping here. We will be driving an Eskridge Lexus to beautiful. Williams. Beautiful,
0: beautiful, beautiful. Very nice. Well, I, I won't be there, huh, Bob? This
2: is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, recruiting? Anything
0: we need to visits over the weekend that uh, anything interesting coming out of those, Josh? Well, you know, the the things that I think are interesting are kind of it's not so much a huge, oh, oh you got a bunch of commitments, anything like that. I do think they've made a real positive step with Josh Eaton, the Texas corner that came in from Houston. I'm actually planning at this point to go see him Friday night. So that kind of tells you. Interesting. I, I, I think the tables are turning there a little bit. Now, I, I, I think. And he was kind of a
2: guy that, I mean, like you, you feel like Grinch kind of had his ear early and then kind of
0: lost momentum there. It, it felt a little that way, um, I, I think, because there was at one point he was almost dead set to A&M. Like, it, it, around a five-star challenge, kind of behind the scenes, he was telling people it's going to be A&M. And then A&M kind of backed away from him, and he ended up going to Texas. But just talking to some people, I... I okay, so to put it, just kind of to make it the easiest way to understand it, he and princely Emanueline both came in this weekend. Now, I'm told Texas has no concerns about princely They They... He's locked in. I know he told our buddy Jason Sukumel, I'm 100% committed. All that stuff. He, like, OU can keep pursuing him. He's never coming to OU. There, there's no point in continuing. Just cut it and move forward. I, and I think OU knows that. Like, I don't want to make it sound like they're, they're, you know, this isn't a John Houston situation. They know the score. With Josh Eaton... Texas is very much, we don't really know. They don't know what's going to happen. And I think there's also the possibility that Texas could move from him. They, they might turn their focus somewhere else. Almost that we're going to spurn you before you spurn us kind of thing. And so that that's a possibility. And Eaton is six two and can run. I mean, there's he fits the mold that OU has put out there that they want at corner. So I think if you could get him and find a way to get Dante Manning back on board, that's – that's about as good as you could have hoped for in year one in Oklahoma cornerback recruiting, Josh. So the, the go okay. ahead.
3: yeah, the one name that I was ready for last week, Antonio Doyle. If I don't want to say it fizzled, but it doesn't feel like there's any sort of you know, signs that things are headed
0: toward him becoming a sooner. I, I think you're exactly right, Bob. I, I think from some and I, it's been an interesting week with with Princeley and Josh. I was able to get some kind of. Kind of clear answers on where things were really from both sides of the fence. With Antonio Doyle, it's been a lot more quiet, and his head coach Carl Reed. I, I've mentioned him before. I mentioned him last week. He's a guy I know, and he's been very quiet on the situation. It feels like Oklahoma came into the weekend really wanted to give him their best pitch, really make a run at him, and it feels like almost by like Sunday morning they're like, I, you know, why, why, why even try? It just sounds like he's bought really hard into whether it's just the SEC or just A and M. I'm not sure, but it just sounds like it's not Oklahoma. And I don't think OU is over the moon upset about that, just because Doyle was a luxury. They felt like they got our two linebackers. OU loves Edger and Cooper, who I'm gonna go see tomorrow night. You know, we'll just shamelessly plug me all around the all around the recruiting circle. But um, you know, I guess. It just feels like Oklahoma just didn't get anywhere with him. And kind of like Princely, like, eh, I don't know that OU's given up on him. I'm not going to go. I, I've heard that reported some places. I'm not going to go that far with it. I think it's just a matter of this isn't something we need to invest all of our Lincoln Riley or, you know, Alex Grinch. We can have those guys focused on guys we have a better shot at that we have a greater need for. Right. If
3: they're set, if Cooper doesn't flip anywhere because of how great he's doing during his senior season and Brendan Walker stays solid, do they want a third or you think they are? You know what? We got other areas that that's where we need to really be looking at.
0: I think if like the right guy came along, then sure, they'd look at it. Uh, Maybe if they found a Juco kind of late bloomer that they really liked or something along those lines, I think it's a possibility. But at the same time, it's not the must. I mean, they want another safety, which is I, I think is finally something that has been kind of become widely accepted. I, for a while there, like I said, it was just no. Safety is done. Bryson Washington's it. I think they want someone to go with Washington now. Um, I think they want at least one more corner, probably two. Uh, and it may end up being three, kind of depending on what happens with Ryan Watts. That, that seems very much up in the air right now. Uh, really with Oklahoma and Ohio State. And then you've got still got some holes to fill in the defensive line. Oklahoma had a couple JCs come in for unofficials last, uh, uh, last weekend from uh, Independence. So there's a lot still up in the air. It's almost entirely defensive, although we got clarification this week that OU likes Jaheim Bell as a wide receiver. And that's an interesting storyline that I hadn't really expected. I, I kept hearing athlete, athlete, and I still think that's, Kind of the story, but I mean, he's being recruited by Dennis Simmons. So, I mean, there's, there's, and that's not Dennis Simmons' area. So, you have to think that's probably the primary idea they have for him right now. So, th- there's a little bit left to do on offense, but really it's just what's going to pan out on defense and how their numbers are. But to kind of wrap up your question, Bob, I think it's mainly a question of. You're getting into a point where they're just looking for the best quality. It's not necessarily it has to be this position. It has to be this type. It's, got, it's just where can we get the most bang for our scholarship, basically.
2: All right. Uh, any any other business we want to hit on before we get out of here?
1: Two quick things. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma had a good week in uh, recruiting baseball. Yeah. Uh, they flipped Dax Fulton, uh, a from, left-hander from Mustang, Uh, I think it was about a week and a half ago. He he was committed to Vanderbilt. So, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about the kid. He's going to stay home, play with uh, Jace Bofrin and uh, Kate Horton if they can get him to campus. I think it sounds like they're pretty confident with at least two of the three. And then uh, over the weekend, they had Max McGuire – uh, commit. He's a twenty twenty one kid from Irvine. His dad's obviously Mark McGuire. Obviously. Uh, so uh he is uh, he's supposed to be a big you time power
2: back.
1: I mean
2: well obviously he's a giant man.
1: McGuire is a you say McGuire and kid from Irvine, California. And you yeah. spelled with a G W, not a G G U. Sure. He's supposed to be really go. damn good though. So that was, it's, been I mean, a, like, it's been a good class. I think this twenty twenty baseball class, it could end up top five nationally, and I think that you know, it's obvious there, that they needed some more talent in the program.
2: Is there the, I don't know, what's the connection there with Skip? Is there something with Skip and Mark? He,
1: him and Mark might have some type of relationship. I really don't know. I should ask about that. Hmm. Uh, uh, no, other, that's, a, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, the other thing, uh, it was good to confirm that Jeremy Pruitt is the wholesome head coach <laughs> that we all thought he was. Over the weekend with uh or I guess that was about a month ago with uh his arrest That's video coming out with the kid from Tennessee.
2: By the way, I what have a son of a, a bitch he is. I have an idea for a video series for you. I'm What's always that? I'm always having ideas from I gave you one yes I won't tell mm-hmm. um or mm-hmm, Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um how about we do uh in the style of Tom Amansky, a training video with you and me. What with me working on your your swing? we could do that. Maybe
1: get Fred McGriff to come in. Fly yeah. him in. Yeah,
2: I could probably do that. We could, I could make some good '80s keyboard music for it. I'll, you want me to build '80s a, graphics? A, you want me to build a batting cage in my back? Do they have batting cages out at like Andy Alligators?
1: Is anybody know that? Being that I don't have any children, I don't have any reason to go out to 80 Alligators. I don't need
2: to know. I'm glad you didn't know. Like Someone <laughs> tell me, because
1: I don't want to go out there. As well, a... when I took my special friend.
2: <laughs> like, perfect swing, I wouldn't have minded taking you out there, because that place is, a, you know, it would have been ruined down. 9? And, yeah. That
1: place was awesome.
2: Is that completely torn down now, Bob? You live out there. I think it's
1: still like the structure's still there. I don't think the structure's
3: still there, and they're talking about moving like a Norman regional site there, but it didn't pass when it got voted on last week.
2: But it's still the building still stands, huh? Just there. God, I got drugged to so many stupid birthday parties for kids out there.
1: I don't think I ever went there.
2: It was, I think it was barren by the time you were in school, maybe.
1: Yeah, and I think there was a tornado that went through there, and yeah, that was kind of like the final. Yeah,
2: nail in the coffin. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always one of those things, like we have so many people on the boards. There's going to be people like distraught, like perfect swing is gone. Yes, it's been gone for 20 years. It's like when you tell people that, uh, you know, something's gone on. By the way, what's this triple X Chicken place that's coming in? Seems I don't like know. a I really haven't... bad idea for I just a name saw for the article. campus
1: I... corner restaurant. You're going to have to go try it, see if it's good, I guess. How much
2: porn? Is it served by like completely sugars, naked women? The sugars waitress. That'd be
1: awesome. All right, they have uh, a partnership.
2: Th- well, if it works, maybe they can contribute to the Skybridge Fund. Wouldn't say no. All right, uh, that'll do it. Uh, great show today, guys. The pre-Texas, pre-Texas show. Uh, we are heading to uh, Kansas, and uh, guess what? More Texas on the way because as soon as we're done. We might do the Eskridge Lexus podcast from an Escridge Lexus vehicle as we drive back uh, from Lawrence on That'd Saturday. That would be safe. Not, yeah. I guess I would say, well, not for me, but you guys are going to be in the car, so if we can keep Bob from getting motion sickness while podcasting,
3: I can't read, so I'll have to just you know look straight ahead. <laughs> you well,
0: can't
1: read, Bob. I can't I'm so read concerned. so good. <laughs> Put it this way: your, your stat your stat sheet won't won't be wet because you'll be dry all <laughs> f***ing day up in the press box, so you yeah,
0: don't have to worry Eddie about will that. Eddie'll
2: probably be like a popsicle.
0: Terry, would you to be please warm. record? I think it's supposed to be you, warm. I want you to record the audio of Bob being like, "Man, it was just so shitty out there today," and Eddie just like staring daggers at him. Eddie's already getting triggered about this, which I love. <laughs> I, I gave Eddie a couple waters for the. He for did the bring down down. I I thought I was
1: dehydrated. I was dehydrated. It was I a think. sneaky
3: hot, hot day.
1: It's shitty out.
2: Bob, Bob loves stealing things. By the way, just so you know,
1: especially drinks.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. <laughs> that's, they can
1: put it on my tab.
0: Ten years running, they're free. But Bob, Bob, but see now, Bob's cheap. So Bob doesn't look at it as stealing. He's just being cheap. Oh no! Before
2: we, before we go down to the game, like the the, the feel like everybody knows this. If you pay attention to the incident analysis. And yes, by the way, I was not at the game Saturday because my knee freaking locked up on me, and I couldn't even get to my car. Olds, so I'm getting old. Uh, so that's why there was no incident analysis. I, I talked about this on the board, but usually, like I have to leave the incident analysis to go down to the field because what they do is they stop the elevators like five minutes for the coaches before five minutes before the game's over, so the coaches can get right down to the field, uh, so they don't miss any plays or anything like that. So you have to go down like at seven minutes. So uh, right before we go down, Bob grabs a brand new Coke and shoves it in his backpack, one that he hasn't drank while he's finishing off his other one. So he is cheap.
3: Oh, absolutely. I don't I I, confirm. I don't drink Coke at the game. Era. I drink waters and then I put, I put Cokes in my bag.
1: <laughs> it's so <laughs>
2: weird. It's like, a, it's like we employ a thief. <laughs>
1: all right That's badass i think that adds street cred <laughs> we've been in a shooting and we have a guy that uh that just steals things from people i'm just glad he's not stuffing it full of popcorn and hot dogs we need somebody to be charged with a true crime to really get that street cred up coke larceny. what kind of coke i don't know what it's <laughs> probably a good time to
2: regular leave. coke
1: I, we've diet, self-incriminated Coker, ourselves.
2: Coker cherry. Sort of depends.
1: Oh, what I
3: love
2: it when they have cherry coke. Mood, mood I'm in. All right, Josh, um, I'm, it's 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 as bad as it sounds. So just know we employ a sketchy character.
0: Oh, I. you know, Bob's one of those guys, like, he's too squeaky clean. You're like, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's got to be something that we're not mm-hmm. seeing.
0: Well, that's why, like, you know, I have
2: to have my speech, my spiel about, you know, take pictures of cheerleaders. Although uh, UCLA, I would have, I would have okayed that, Eddie.
1: I was underwhelmed. Oh. Were you? I wasn't that close. I just saw from far. I was a little underwhelmed. All right. I don't think anybody. I'll have power rankings out at some point, but it's going <laughs> to be tough to unseat well, TCU. You, you can't TCU's get, the. That's the. Yeah, the they thing.
2: are. That's the gold standard. Yeah, that's the standard. You can't get close to the Iowa State cheerleaders because you've been reported once already.
1: That is true. <laughs> that is true. Deb. Not for being,
2: not for <laughs> inappropriate
1: filming of the cheerleaders, but just getting in their Be way. Be in the way. Literally standing where I had to stand. <laughs> Sorry for doing my job, Deb. I hope you enjoy Brock Purdy. <laughs> Okay, that'll do it. We're getting out of here. We'll Beat see you guys. Iowa. Do something.
2: Uh, we'll see you guys on the Eskridge Lexus podcast. Make sure you go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, tune in wherever you uh, get your podcast, and uh, we will take care of you. So and and have that podcast up for you uh, as quick as we can. So thanks to Eddie Radosevich, thanks to uh, Bob Persbillo. uh also the guy named Josh McQuistian, my partner. Appreciate you guys for listening. I'm Kerry Murdoch, and we'll see you back here next week on the next edition of the midfirst.com slash U40. Go check out that uh, website, midfirst.com slash U40, uh, to sign up for the uh, OU, the official official provider of the OU credit card. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you guys then. This has been the Unofficial 40 on SoonersCoop.com.